fascinating, interesting debate show is live in the huddle. Ladies and gents, boys and girls from around the world, welcome back to another episode of In the Huddle EP 263, live from the NYC, the hot NYC, because right now, Assad is blazing, bro. Like, it's, it's blazing and I feel amazing. Right, it's blazing and I feel amazing because we on this show and your boy got central air, so I'm actually doing good over here. But out there, it's a heat wave. People out there doing a wave, brother. It's a heat wave out there. And man, we want everybody to stay safe out there. And shout out to the people that don't got a home. You feel me? Because I know it could be rough and tough, but pull through, my brother. Y'all be good. Ladies and gentlemen, man, we got a show for y'all today and it's going down. All right, we got a couple of announcements. First off, I want to start off by saying, that is good to gamble when Bucktown is out on YouTube. Make sure if you got some time on your hands, all right, baby mom is getting on your nerves and you got to get away and you got some peaceful time to check that joint out because guess what? It's a masterpiece, all right? I put it together. We told about the Brooklyn Nets here, Bucktown, Brooklyn, all right, and everything leading up to Kevin Durant's trade request. We broke it down from the basics, from when they came to Brooklyn all the way to that friendly I don't call that a friendly thing, but to that trade request that Kevin Durant has issued. So definitely check that out on YouTube and subscribe to the channel to be notified of great uploaded content that will be coming your way. This is in the huddle and we got it for you. Without further ado, we got a special guest today. Zach is out, our other co-host, but we got a more than capable brother here on the show known as Ty Ray. We're going to call him Ty Ray here. But before I even introduce the fella, I want to start off. From my co-host Zay. Zay, what's up? Man, how's it going? I want to go on a quick little rant because it's been a couple days. You know, I had a birthday vacation. It was beautiful. But yes, um yes. A, happy birthday, my guy. Once again. I appreciate it. I appreciate it mightily. But I just wanted to say, if you continue to make the past the present, it will always be relevant. And I say all of that to say with the New York Knicks news is going on and all these media savants, everyone that's a basketball savant on the TV talking about what the Knicks should do, what they shouldn't do. Listen, man. I witnessed, as a young child, the Knicks trade for Stephon Marbury. I witnessed them well, trade for Eddie Curry. I witnessed them trade for Tracy McGrady. I witnessed hello. them trade Arjun Bargnani. I witnessed them trading for Melo. All of which traded a bevy of first-round picks. Picks that landed um, LaMarcus Aldridge as number two. Picks that landed Gordon Hayward. A lot of different guys that became star players on different teams. Listen, man. Stop with the nonsense. All these basketball savants, all everybody that has all this knowledge and they know the game of basketball, for some reason, always escape. That the Knicks already traded all their picks. They did it already. They did all these things in the past. And where did they land them? Not a damn place. Nowhere. No we didn't get a single chip. We didn't get a single Eastern Conference Finals in between all that situation. Almost 20 years of mediocrity. So the point is, you got to leave that in the past. There's a new regime. It's the Leon Rose time. He's not going to feel pressure to the Danny Ainge fleece. That's what Danny Ainge is known for. Fleecing teams, taking everything they have, and keeping it for his own. Because every time he gets a trade, the other team is nothing. We saw what happened to the Brooklyn Nets. We see, we seen what happened to the Timberwolves recently. You, you think Rudy Gobert gonna help that team? Oh heck no! They was in the seventh seed last year, jumping around like it was a parade, like they won a chip. Listen, man, it's, it's looking bad. I'm gonna save a little bit more energy for our takes, but you know, ties back is you. How, how's your day going? <laughs> uh, my, my day was good until I had to listen to that. Uh, <laughs> but I, I get what you're saying, man. I, I truly do. But I got to look at it like this, man. You know, when they got Melo, I don't know the exact age of Melo, but he was in his prime. I, 
I'll give him that. But you have the opportunity to get a guy that's not even in his prime yet. You know what I mean? That's I wouldn't say he's a superstar. I definitely wouldn't say he's a superstar. But he's on the cusp. I I got him, Booker, and uh and Tatum like right there on, on the cusp. Maybe a few playoff performances could could persuade me, but I mean, I look at it like this, man. You know, I don't know what, what they're saying the Knicks should give up. But you gotta sell t- I mean, you can always sell tickets it's the Knicks. I mean, I know we talked about this before, me and real live. You can always sell tickets, it's New York. It's like the Lakers. The Lakers, you know, even when 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 Kobe after Kobe was gone, and you know we had the roster we had, it's the Lakers, the Knicks. Two teams is gonna always sell tickets. Lakers, Knicks, Cowboys, big teams like that. You gonna always sell tickets. So I don't think it's about that, but I mean, hey, it is Danny Ainge though. That does change. That does change some things, and I do have to agree with that. I mean, look, we already started talking about the topic. We might as well continue. Rose just announced earlier that a Donovan Mitchell trade is going to take some time. He announced that actually a couple of days ago, to be exact, amid the rumored Jazz and Knicks trade talks. So now we already briefly talked about it. Should the Knicks go all in for Donovan Mitch? And I guess I'll put my perspective here because I think it's hard to say go all in when you look at the negotiating table and who's across from that negotiating table, which will be Danny Ainge, the pick. Bandit, which he is. He's a guy that goes after picks when he has to. I mean, guys, look at the stats here. All right, over a seven-year period, this guy has racked over 15 first-round picks, most in NBA history. So I'm not liking that when we talk about the Knicks because guess what? History repeats itself. He's going to try to literally zap the Knicks picks to the point where a rebuild is more like a a two-year retooling. Because he got the picks to be able to finesse a whole nother team, literally, with those picks. And right now, the report came out today that he's smelling for eight first-rounders. Sky's on drugs. I'm not willing to do that. No disrespect to Mitch. I think he's that dude. I think he's a star, but he ain't worth that. All right? If you're talking Kevin Durant, I don't even think he worth that. So I'm definitely not going that route for Donovan Mitch. You must be smoking ganja. I think if... They want that, then they're not ready to trade this dude. That's right. That right there, eight first-rounders, you don't want to make the trade because I'm not with it. Okay, and then you're going to want three players on top of that? Yeah, I'm cool. I hang up the phone with all due respect. And another reason why, and I send the rock over, is because even if we pull off the deal and we fend for that eight-round, first-round picks that they want. I mean, when you think about a tandem of Brunson and um, Jalen Brunson and, and Donovan Mitchell, when you sit back and think about it, I don't know. It's a weird fit because they both undersized. They both can be liabilities defensively. Okay, they both are great with the ball in their hands. Okay, so you're talking about a defensively compromised unit on top of that. So now you're going to have to fill out that roster with capable defenders and cannot depend on a guy like R.J. Barrett to be your primary defender. You're going to need more defenders on the floor. So with that being said, I'm just not willing to go all in. We have enough picks. If they want something to be done for Donovan Mitchell, we owe the team to do so. But it's at a cost and at a price. So, yeah, that's my take. You know, when I'm looking at this this trade, I'm thinking, all right, is Donovan Mitchell that guy that takes us over the edge? When we trade and talking about eight potential picks, we're talking about potentially getting rid of three to four guys, not just anybody, four of the young guys. So that means Obi Toppin and Emmanuel quickly, Miles McBride, Quentin Grimes. Um, I'm probably missing a name. Um, Cam Reddish. 
There's a bevy of young guys that, that, that you could pick out of that they want three out of, right? So I'm like, why? Like, when I look at Donovan Mitchell and his resume, he had a great coach. Or if you want to say, if you don't want to call him great, you can call him good. Quinn Snyder was definitely a more than capable coach than for the Western Conference. He had a good depth chart on that team. He had guys like Mike Conley, Bogdanovich, Jordan Clarkson. He had Royce O'Neal, who's a tool that was able to defend and be able to um, hit threes and, and able to uh, playmake at a time. He had a, a three-time defensive player of the year in Rudy Gobert. He had players over there to succeed in the Western Conference. The Knicks don't have all those guys that were established already. Mike Conley, we don't have a Mike Conley kind of guy where he's an established point guard. You know, we have Jalen Brunson that we just signed. He's not Mike Conley. He's not what Mike Conley was in the peak of his career in his prime or anything in that nature. We don't have a guy like Bogdanovich who's going to give you 18 or 20 points per game off the bench easily. We don't have a guy like Jordan Clarkson who can give you 18 or 20 points off the bench easily. So when you look at everything that the Jazz has had, that Donovan Mitchell was unable to take him over the edge. You bring him over to the Knicks, everyone's talking about, yeah, we need one more guy. Well, once we get Donovan Mitchell, we're not going to have Caspies to get one more guy. And we're not going to have draft picks to even trade over to get that one more guy on top of all that. It doesn't make any sense. If you're going to give away eight draft picks, you better make sure Dame Lillard's available. You better make sure Bradley Beal's available or somebody who I know could give me 30 points per game easily and carry an offense without a doubt in my mind. I'm not looking at Donovan Mitchell saying, yeah, he's going to be the guy. I've seen a lot of games where he's shooting 20, 30 times in a game and he loses. I've seen a lot of times he's taking a shot with 20 shot or 20 seconds left in that shot clock. Like, what kind of shot is that? What are you doing? This is a guy who wants to be an instant offense. He's a guy who wants to take over an offense. And I think maybe him staying in Utah is the best bet. You know why? Nobody else is taking the ball from him now. Is it him? This is his team. It's clear as day. And you can take as many shots as you want because Utah Jazz want to tank. They don't want to win. They just trade all their guys. They clearly don't want to win. They want to tank. They want to let Donovan Mitchell do whatever he wants to do. And then when he's asking for a trade, he'll go. I think um, today there was a report that he's not even pushing for a trade to happen. Why would he? Yeah, he got his money. He, he got the ball in his hand at all times. Nobody's taking it from him. And they got a bevy of draft picks so then they can build around him, quote unquote. Or just set themselves up to tank so that those draft picks look a lot better. So, you know, I, I'm not in a rush to trade for Donovan Mitchell right now. I say one point and then I'm going to pass it to my guy, Ty. You know, I would say this to that point about Mitchell having the keys to the offense if he stays in Utah, right? Even if you go to the Knicks, I would assume he would have the keys to the offense. But when you think about the flip side, Jalen Brunson came here to be the guy. So if we were to get Donovan Mitchell, then um, he would have to be cool with being the second guy. And Julius Randle, who was our guy, you know, for the last couple of years, would have to be satisfied with being the number three guy or not even being really used that much when you talk about who's going to be running the show. So I think that's another headache, which I'm willing to take on for the right price. You know what I'm saying? But um, another thing I would say, too, when it comes to that, look, we were able to sign Jalen Brunson outright, you know, with our money, with our cash space, okay? And he arguably had a better playoffs than Donovan Mitchell. So we don't really need to go all out with the Brinks truck for Donovan Mitchell when we have a guy ready that has outperformed this dude, you know, on a big stage. So I'll leave it there. All right, so it's a lot to it's a lot to digest. I, I will say that I do not like that Utah roster. I know my man just named a lot of different stuff. You know, Mike Conley, who's older, Rudy Gobert, who is defensive player of the four, but for some reason in the playoffs gets played off the floor because he can't guard anybody in the pick and roll. I do like Bogey. I, I like Bogey. I do like Clarkson, but Clarkson is just like a, a poor, poor, poor man's version, 
very poor man's version of Jamal Crawford. Like, so, so poor he can't eat, right? So, you know, Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, man, you know, since he's been in the league, Utah has been in the playoffs. I'm not sure if they were before he got there. But I know since he's been there, they've been in the playoffs. And I want to say not this year, but the year before. It was either the year before or the year, year before that. They were the number one seed in, in, in the Western Conference. And he's done that with not a whole lot of offensive help. I like Mike Conley, but Mike Conley's not giving you 20-something a game. I think his second leading scorer on that team was probably uh was probably Bogey, right? So I, I'll say this, and I said this, and I'm real and a real little already knows probably where I'm going with this. It's hard to say he's not worth eighth round eight first round picks when you see Milwaukee give up four picks and four pick swaps for Drew Holiday. Is Donovan Mitchell better than Drew Holiday? I think we'd all would agree, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, Drew Holiday, so. you, you could argue that Drew Holiday is probably a better all-around player, better yeah. defender. Because of defensive, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, I think, if you take defensive into it, right? Yeah. But And and then you got to look at it like this. If you had, I know the rest of the team matters, but if you had Julius Randle, uh, Brunson, and Mitchell, that's a better three than y'all have had since maybe ever. Because uh, even with Patrick Ewing, was, was was the man, right? I didn't like the pieces. I, he never, Patrick Ewing, and I'm not, I don't like the Knicks at all, right? But Patrick Ewing, when he was, in, when he was the man, probably the arguably the best player you could say that played with him was John Starks. You know, you, you had Latrell, I know you had Latrell Sprewell and in, in, out in Houston at one point, but neither one of them were perennial all-stars. And neither was John Starks. I think he was all-star one time. But, you're talking about putting Donovan Mitchell next to, uh, I believe Julius Randle has one all-star appearance. I know Jalen Brunson has none. But you're talking about in today's NBA, I mean, does it make them a top four team in the East? No. Does it put them solidly in playoff contention? Yes. If it doesn't work out, would the Knicks be terrible for the next four or five years? Because they don't have no draft. Well, probably longer than that, right? Because they don't have no draft picks. Yes, but we're in a win-now league. People don't want to – everybody doesn't get the opportunity to do what Golden State did. You draft Steph Curry. Then you draft Clay and Draymond. You get Harrison Barnes. And then, you know, you're able to, to, to build it from, from there. And then now you got Poole and you got Wiseman. And, you, you know, you got Kaminga. You got all these guys. Everybody doesn't get that opportunity, man. Some people have to build through trade. If I'm the Knicks – I don't know about eight draft picks, but it's kind of hard to say no when you can get a, a, a guy that's going to be a superstar right before he's, he's even a superstar. Um, Zay, I'm going to let you respond to that, and then I'm going to bring us home. And I think that is exactly why the Knicks shouldn't take the trade because they have the potential to grow their team homegrown with the players that they have currently. We're talking about guys who's been here since the Leon Rose regime that have developed each season that these guys have been together. As soon as Tibbs touched the roster, they were the first team defense all around. They, they literally were number one in defense with Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock in their backcourt. You know, and then after last year, they had Kimmel Walker and Evan Fournier and still managed to be 13th in defense last year. And then Alec Burks was also starting point guard, and they were still managed to be 13th in defense last season. This year, when you have a point guard, an actual guy who plays point guard in Jalen Brunson, you add 
Quentin Grimes in that mix. You add shooters like quickly. You add the, all these different facets to the team that all combine into what they have. They're all young. I think they're nine to ten players under twenty five or twenty five and under, something like that. So the Knicks have the opportunity to really grow and develop this team. The issue is, does Donovan Mitchell put the Knicks, as you stated, over the top as a playoff team? That means top six. I don't see the Knicks as a top six team if Donovan Mitchell is on the Eastern, is in the Eastern Conference. I We're still a playing team. Because you have to think about it. If we're trading for Donovan Mitchell, those draft picks are gone. And then the the bench, who have been the best part of the Knicks the last two seasons, is also gone. And there's no reason to trade for him because the price is extremely high for somebody where we're a team that's not even ready to make a playoff. That doesn't make sense to me. I just, I personally doesn't, I don't understand it. So let me ask, let me ask a question real, real quick. So all, all, the, all, the, all the young guys, they're talking about getting up. Which one do you like the best? For me, I, I want to keep Obi and Quick for sure, and then so, so Grimes. Do think, so, do you think Obi, Quick, or Grimes will ever be better than Donovan Mitchell? Not individually, not individually. But you give them the opportunity. I think Obi could be a quality starter. I think IQ could be a quality starter. I think Quentin Grimes has a future in being one of the better um, three and D guys in the league. If you give him the the twenty thirty minutes a game consistently, where he's able to prove that. Okay, and, and one more question. Uh. Out of Randall and Brunson, who the heck on that Utah team is, is a better scorer than either one of those guys? Well, Brunson, I think I think there's a couple guys that Utah has that's a better scorer than Brunson. Like as a scorer, I think you look at Jordan, Jordan Clarkson, Clarkson. Yeah, you look at Jordan Clarkson. Bogdanovich Jordan, able to Jordan, post Jordan up. Clarkson won't won't go on for thirty like like my man just was in Dallas. I mean, uh, not last year, but the you could know, the couple years before that. I mean, but, if you if you couple in that, but I'm saying like I'm I'm just living in the moment, right? Yeah. I, I, what I'm saying is, you put Donovan. The reason why Utah didn't work out in the playoffs because Utah lacked another score. You, you didn't have anybody else that can consistently get you twenty. Clarkson is streaky. Clarkson would we, we, we have big games, then Clarkson would disappear. If you look at Donovan Mitchell numbers, he still put up. I mean, the last two years he put up, with the exception of this year, he put up 25. But the other two years, he put up 32 and 36 in the playoffs. We watched the series where him and, and Jamal Murray went, went at each other. And both was average, was scoring 30 and 40 every game. And Utah still lost. Why? Because they didn't have Jokic. Because they didn't have that next person that could help Donovan Mitchell. I like Rudy Gobert, but he's just a rim-running big that blocks shots. Look, I would say this, you know, at this point, I'm willing to sign Adam and Eve for a cheaper price, bro. I'm just keeping it a buck. I don't look at Donovan Mitchell as this superstar talent that, that's going to put us over the top. Honestly, I don't see that. I see a star with a, a team around him, sort of like Giannis, right? How they built around Giannis. They gave him Drew Holiday. They, gave, they got Chris Middleton over there. That's where I see Donovan Mitchell succeeding and winning a championship with a team like that with guys that can space the floor and everything is around him so he can just use his skills to take him over the top other than that i would say we could go after kd but when i think about it we don't have the assets to go after kd because the houston rockets controlled the next draft through 2027 so those picks don't mean nothing that's all i'm houston right there so we need to have the players in order for us to make that deal and no disrespect to rj barrett He's getting better every year, but I think him being a centerpiece of a deal is more for a team that's trying to rebuild than contend for a championship. So now it leaves us with only Donovan Mitchell right now. And like I said before, I'm willing to stay pat. And look, 
I want to see us win a championship. Bro, I've been a Knicks fan. It's not easy being a Knicks fan, bro. It's like yeah, torture. But real, but real but what I'm I'd saying rather is, us wait it out until we get a superstar that's willing to come over here, or we are not going to. If we are going to give up a bevy of assets to get him, he got to be that dude. But what I'm saying is this: in the last five years, how many times I made the playoffs? Once, once, once. once. Yeah. If you got Donovan Mitchell, you you're going to make the playoffs. I guarantee you'll make the playoffs. Now, how how would you go past the first round? I don't know. But that's that's the issue though, because if you're giving up everything and you're going to the first round of playoffs, is is the first is the playoffs the the, the promised land for us? Is that is that what we need? Because if that's Seems the promised like land, but, 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 you know, but y'all know y'all know like I know. Once y'all get in there, a lot of people didn't think Boston was gonna make the Eastern Conference Finals. Not the way they started the season. You know, you might could say down the stretch they played they were one of the best teams in the East. But you know, once you get in the playoffs. Yeah, somebody get hurt. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it. And that's, and that's the point. And that's the point because if we make this move, we lose in depth. And depth is very important. Like, as you said, and as I've been saying, the key to winning the championship is health. I don't even know if it was you. It might have been another dude that said that. But I know I've been saying it myself. Health is yeah. the big thing. The Celtics were healthy. Health you know what I'm saying? Luck. Until they luck. wasn't. Luck is, luck is an even bigger Yeah, 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 of course. Because you you when you play luck. teams, because when you play Boston – I mean, at Boston, when you play Milwaukee and Chris Middleton's hurt. But if, let's say Donovan you. Mitchell get an injury or Jalen Brunson get an injury. Now we are really compromised. We already compromised defensively and debt-wise, and now we even more com um, compromised, and we know the kind of coach we have. Guys going to play these cats 40 minutes per game. I'm just sorry. That's how Tibbs do it. Once he see talent, don't give him no talent, bro. Don't give that man no talent. It's over. So, yeah, I'll leave that there. We'll be back after these brief messages. Keep it locked. Before we continue our amazing show at the moment, please, please subscribe to the In The Huddle podcast show. It is something that's polarizing. It's interesting. And it's something that you don't hear on every day. This is something you need to hear on every day. And that's why you need to subscribe to our channel. Please check it out.